I appreciate it. You'd be surprised at how, like, you know, maybe it's just the internet, maybe it's just like rap in general. Now, sometimes you DM somebody and they like, they be like, "Nigga, what, nigga?" Yeah. Real quick, yeah. I'm like that. I, I'm quick. I'm quick to just be like, you know what I'm saying? Just talk, talk to I talk to everybody type of shit. But the more, I, the more I rap, the more I fucking find myself. In different conversations, I just be trying to like hold myself down, but yeah. I could already tell, you know what I'm saying? I could be myself on this one, so we could get a problem. Yeah. Yeah, but you seem like you might be. I feel like a lot of artists aren't necessarily good at the, the being human part of it, the, like the, the, the different type of networking. You know what I mean? Uh, it, gets, it gets funny, you know what I'm saying? Some of the networking that is necessary in this little field of that so, so practically everybody it's like you find yourself doing it at a certain point because you know that you need to do it and then you get kind of sick of it it's at some point people say things like yeah a lot of rappers say shit like oh yeah you know i love the rap but i hate the game but like nigga you know what game you're playing you know what i'm saying because when we got into it we, we 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 played our little moves you know what i'm saying and we made it to fucking whatever home base or whatever you want to call it candyland shit you know what i mean but we got to where we got because we played a game on some level. You know what I'm saying? People are like, oh, I ain't playing no game. But you did play a game. You, whether you gave sign to these vinyl niggas or... Yeah. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? This game Features, you know, yeah, all, all of that. Everything. All of that. Yep. Um, so you, you've been rapping for a minute, though, right? I've been rapping for a hot one. I've been rapping since, like, 2011. That's when it was official, but you should have started before that, obviously, right? Like, as a kid and stuff? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. As a kid, I just was a fucking a student. But prior to that, uh, being a student, I was probably just you know pre limewire shit, just on some like rap city. Um, that shit was important. Yeah, big time. A lot of people don't like. I be telling, I be like, oh, they be like, how you remember that video or whatever. I'm like, you never saw like BT's top twenty five countdown when they would just have a rapper just go off for like fucking three hours and just play all their favorite videos. Like I seen a lot of shit on that. Yeah, yeah. So, nah, that should definitely yeah. bridge the gap for a lot of. I mean, growing up in Philly, we had we had rappers that we didn't think that meant the world to us, but it didn't really seem like they got the love commercially. So, like anytime you was the only time you would see some of them niggas would be on BT, you know. And you talking about people who was like in Def Jam and shit. Right, right, right. Like what, like Petey Crack and shit. Yeah. yeah. Niggas are still very much in the hood. Yeah, 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 for sure. Just right. every day. Where, where, where are you from? You're from New York, right? Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from, uh, from Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm from Cooper Projects. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, it's funny because I'm not really in the projects. I'm right across the street. <laughs> but I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 I would say that's really where all the action go down. While my block, you know what I'm saying? Everything in the projects is pretty. Uh, it's pretty quiet. You got a lot of housing authority and shit like that. You can't really get busy in there. But on my block, it gets crazy. So my block is like real hellish. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I kind of, because I live in South Philly, I live right in between these two big project developments. And then, again, shit don't always happen on them joints. I mean, sometimes they do on the one block, that one block crazy. But it's all, it's the, it's the meeting places around. It's where people cross paths where shit happen at. Exactly. Philly, Philly is a different city, though. I feel like Philly is on their, their own, they on, they on some shit right now. 
it's a whole different type of tournament. Yeah, it's a whole different. These motherfuckers is insane. You know, but you know, whatever. Anyways, dog, I saw. So I saw you at the the cookout earlier this year or a couple months ago. Um, who put that together? A thousand words. Put yeah, that shit yeah, together. Mm-hmm. No, how'd you how'd you, you how'd you get the fucking with him? I know for I don't through I'm through Vino, but I know him for a minute. Um, I must have met him already three four years ago, but as soon as I met him, like we hit it off on some. That's my homie for real. Like I never stopped seeing him, and I never stopped chilling with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I popped up on him, chilled with him on his block type of shit. Got twisted, fucking had to get a cap home, all types of shit, like. And I don't do that. Niggas, I don't drink. Niggas know me, you know what I'm saying? But, like, <laughs> I, I was just like, you know, that's my nigga real quick. He was like, this is what we do out here, whatever, Nutcrackers, you name it. Uh, uh, Nutcrackers. Oh, wait, was he yeah. from the Bronx? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. everything they had, niggas just pulled up in the car and had fucking frozen drinks, all types of shit. Like, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's real lively out there. And it's like, when in Rome, with my nigga Rome, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Build the Romans, and that's exactly what I was doing. That's beautiful. It is always nice. I mean, I guess... And kind of to get back to the first thing we talk about with networking, it's like when you when you do meet somebody through some shit, and you're like, oh, this is just a good person. This is a, like a real nigga. Yeah, yeah, trust me, because uh, anything else goes left with me. You know what I mean? Just somehow, <laughs> some, I don't know why, man. <laughs> what you mean by that? Like, just like fucking any, any, uh, any artificial interaction or any fucking like, I want to call it an artificial any 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 artificial person, anybody who's not necessarily like, you don't gotta be a super thug or nothing like that. It's not really like I'm not even like that. But in general, like anybody who's out here and is kind of like, I don't even want to say perpetrating the fuck because that's a that's 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 a lot. Like I'm not really putting people under the microscope. But like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You know what somebody? Uh, I kind of yeah. You meet up with somebody and like. You just can't find a common ground with them for nothing. You could be around them for fucking half an hour, and it's just like, man, like this. I just this is not my type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There is that definitely something about like I don't know, and kind of like when I had a uh, when I had Davino on the show, the shit that was getting to me is like sometimes you can just see like you can see niggas fuck with stuff from the same like kind of from the same perspective. You fuck with it, and then that helps you be like, all right, they they cool. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I've been, I've been in the crowd, but like, I went to like rock the bells and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's before I was a rapper at all. And like, I felt like I was surrounded by a community of people that just like, you know, were like me. Like, it's just a fucking crowd of people that were just like me. But then at the same time, I seen like a couple of people in there that I was just like, ah, I don't know why you're here. I don't know why you came. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a lot of standing, you know what I'm saying? You can tell some oh, I wanna go home, like you know what I'm saying? Like if you're not ready to stand up for now, get the fuck out of here, whatever. Yeah, that shit is really like an experience to be honest. Like being at a show where you gotta be up for hours. Not a festival, because a festival is different. Festival most people they're so bent out of their mind off drugs or drunk anyway, they don't even really know what's going on. And maybe I don't know. Those shows aren't really interactive. Those stages are always so big. You're not really... It's like a different thing. But I feel like especially... Like at that fucking cookout shit, like that shit was like five hours. It felt like. Right? Like I feel like it shit started at six. Just kept going. I don't even think I got back because I ended up staying in Brooklyn that day. I don't even think I got back to Brooklyn until like, like 2 a.m. 
Okay, yeah, no, nah, that show did run it up, though. I remember that. That, that show was for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I got that in the daytime. I left in the nighttime. Nobody, there was no gaps, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got videos from that shit, and because I DM'd you like a day or two ago. It's like, every once in a while, I just go back to some of those videos, and I'm like, this nigga says some shit so crazy. Where I'm like looking for this song for like weeks, and I finally just asked you. And you said that shit ain't even coming out. That shit ain't even out yet. Yeah, when you asked me that, I was like, I know what you was talking about, and I'm just like, let me make sure it's from the album that I think it is, and it's from the damn. I don't know who the fuck is hypertexting me like that, but I gotta turn this shit off. Hold on, the notifications on that or something, because this shit is crazy. See, I'm in like a group chat. Nah, I ain't doing this shit. Hold on, I hear it. It's crazy. Hold on. This shit gotta get muted. Um, give me one second. I'm sorry. Nah, you good. You know what the worst thing too is? I'm I'm not I'm like the most unsuccessful nigga in the world. Like I don't know how to do this shit. I might have to deal with it. You know what I mean? Service preferences. You hear it too? You hear those noises and shit? Oh, I don't hear that shit at all. All right, so if you don't hear it, I'll let it be what it is. But uh, this group chat is annoying. I hate being part of these shits, man. Anyway. I mean, you gotta mute. All, I always mute all that shit. I mute almost all the notifications on my phone. That's the thing. I'm on my computer and it's connected to oh, the fucking iMessage. Oh my god, that's the best computer itself. It's just like it's too much. <laughs> it could be my friend. You know what I mean? It could be my enemy because yeah. I don't be knowing how to use shit. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my son! But yeah, man, let's, let's get back to it. My bad. When when do you feel like shit started like happening for you with rap? you've been rapping the. I was looking at I was looking at the uh, the vinyl shit for Starker USA. Yeah, that was twenty thirteen something like that. Yeah, it came out in twenty twelve or some shit. Twenty twelve or something like that. Yeah, that's almost a full ten years. What, did you feel like that's when it started for you, or was it maybe in the last five years or some shit? It's hard to say because I was wearing, I was wearing my fucking shit on my sleeve back then, and like I made that album out of the fucking pureness of my artistic, you know what I'm saying, presence and my, you know what I'm saying, just the presence of mine I had as an artist. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta make music, and it has to sound like this and all the shit. You know what I'm saying? I was following some type of. Some type of rule, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and then I just like learned that, like, moving forward, you kind of could just do your own thing. But back then on the USA game, like, I was coming up in Goblin Studios, and Goblin Studios was a studio in Queens, and there was a lot of rappers coming out of there, and like, I was one of them. And also, I was like the young boy, and I had to pay my dues, and that shit was cool. Sean Price actually, he passed away after he was chilling there. That was like the last spot he was at. So I was, I used to be around him and all types of shit, but like, uh, that studio was, yeah, for real, real shit. But that's, that studio used to have a lot of people running in, in and out of that bitch, you know. The nigga that owns the studio, Goblin's like, he's like part of my family in some like third degree separation way. My cousin Marquis, his uncle, and it's crazy. So like, once he learned that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, he started jacking me. I used to go through somebody else and then like, niggas used to think like, oh, they had to invite me there. And when I found out that, like he was basically fans, I was just there whenever I wanted to be. So at that point, I remember celebrating Christmas with like fucking Sadat X and Grand Poolbar. And Drew the Damager. Yeah, yeah, Christmas. <laughs> That's I'm wild. Them niggas, they celebrate Christmas? 
say, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was, yeah. you could say it was Christmas, but we they had strippers in that bitch, all types of shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Juju for the beat nuts, all types. It was, everybody was in there. Like, That's wild. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was crazy. So, with that being said, I came from that, but, like, niggas wasn't really jacking me because of how many other people were coming in and out of that studio that were high caliber. So, like, that was my introduction to, like, oh, I can't get into the studio. I can't, I gotta, I gotta... I got to click up with producers that pull up on the side. Like when a producer pulls up and they're working with a rapper or whatever and they seem optimistic about just working with niggas, I'll be yeah. like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Let me get some beats so you get a chance to email them to me because I just can't get a fucking song done in here. There's always somebody in here doing music and shit. So I made USA in spite of like every fucking time I couldn't get one song done in Goblins. Real shit. I made all those songs outside of that studio. The only song that was made in that studio was the J Love track. And that's basically it. Everything else was made outside the Goblins, but like, that's how I started. I started being around my favorite rappers and just not being able to make one song in the same building as them. And then just like, once I took it upon myself, I still can't even say shit kicked off because USA came out in 2012 and then I came out with Bullet Collection like two years later or some shit. And then when Bullet Collection came out, I ended up going to Japan on my own. So, like, that's what I'm. That's why it's hard to say when necessarily this shit kicked off for me because for me, I, at one point, going to Japan was all I ever wanted to do. And then I realized somewhere along the line, in like 2016, after going to Japan a second time with fucking YL, that, like, there was more going on. Like, you had this because of the thing buzzing before they got science anything and, like, it was different because I came from like the outdoors, man, and like Action Bronson in the beginning and Mayhem yeah. Moran, and like, you know what I'm saying? I came from just a different scene. There was a lot of other people that came from that scene, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's racist and shit like that. It wasn't shit yeah. to like, you know what I'm saying? So this shit that we have going on now, like the the, the very beginnings of it, or of everybody having a video with Mercenary, shit like that. Once I realized that was going on, I was like, okay, I got to get involved because this seems to be a more hyperactive community than what i'm involved with these are these other cats ain't necessarily including me nor are they necessarily making music that i'm interested in as much as this so like once i once i realized that that was going on i was like okay i gotta make more music now so like i was making music with yl and shit like that but then i started working on shit like the greenest block and 3.5 and smoke and then like you could say smoke was my introduction to even getting a vinyl deal in general but that was like the first thing that ever got pressured me and then like from there on I made it my business to make sure I, I always had a vinyl coming out and shit like that. That yeah, to me yeah. is like, you know what I'm saying? The accolade shit that's been going on where you see people like doing different things. Oh, I'm doing cassette. I'm doing vinyl. I'm doing shit. I was just used to releasing shit on SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, okay. I didn't, and then yeah. you realize there's, there's money being made and shit just gets crazy when you learn that like you don't got to conform to the the rap game that you entered in. Like if you, because if you do, it might just like, your whole it, it can fuck you up because like you kind of came into the game it sounds like at the real like apex like the start of this new wave of this underground shit because you're talking about bronson all these guys like that that era early internet era i guess you, you can call it right the soundcloud shit the fucking like uh early youtube shit like that 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 shit is a lot different than what's been happening since like 20 2016 and 2017. Uh, oh yeah, you're, ta- you're talking about you're, you're talking about being in the studio with those guys and feeling like you had to like quote unquote pay your dues just to just to make one song and like I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like on the outside looking in on the way a lot of these artists work is like people are a lot more maybe not genuine, but they at least ready to work with people to see what the fuck they can do. Yeah, 
Oh hell yeah, absolutely. But that, do you know what it is? Is that like I'm in the room with niggas like Sean P and shit like that, and they ain't ready to work with me like that. You know what I mean? Like they're they're just not like for whatever reason. I'm stuck or I'm fucking sixteen, seventeen, maybe eighteen. I don't even know how old I was back then, but like they I, nobody really seen me coming, and I'm not. I can't be mad at that because shit, I didn't even see me coming. You ever think maybe you ever think maybe that they were like uh, protecting you to some extent? Oh yeah, my my uncle, nigga Gabby told me. Gabby told me, yo, he was like, yo, you not you gonna meet your favorite rapper here? You gonna learn that he's an asshole because he said that he went on tour with the beat nuts that he ended up having a like, I think him and Juju ended up getting into like a nice fight or some shit. And Juju <laughs> was his favorite rapper, real shit. So That's he told crazy. me he was like, yeah, he's like, yo, you gonna meet your favorite rapper? You gonna learn he's an asshole? And um, yeah. Sean Price at the time was my favorite rapper. I opened up for him in Bensonhurst, and he told my uncle he hated my shit. And my uncle was like, yo, remember when I told you you're going to meet your rapper and he's an asshole? I was like, yeah. He was like, Sean Price hated your shit. How does that make you feel? And like, I had to go home and just really sit there and think, like, am I going to continue rapping or not? Because my favorite rapper said he didn't like my shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And that was a real fucking... You say you, you say you were young back then, too. What, like 16, you said? Yeah, I was like 17. That shit hurt. I was like, damn, Sean Price. That, that shit would hurt your feelings. Hell yeah. But that completely like, makes sense. Yeah, you, but you get you. The more I was around him, like I don't roll up a whole double weed and pass it to him, and the nigga just smoked it. Ain't passed it to nobody. Like just b- the whole shit next to me and everything. I, I didn't even ask for it. I'm dead ass. That's just the way he was. But like, it's real. It's real, bro. He was really like anybody who knows. They know they are not bullshit. He's like that. So That's and it's crazy. not he's like that in a bad way. He's like that in some like he ain't know me like that. He ain't want to know me like that. That was his way of letting him know. Like I don't know you, and I don't want to know you, but. I guess I'll smoke next to you type of shit. So, you know what I'm saying? That was that was when I learned, like, all right, am I doing this to get approved by my favorite rappers or am I doing this for myself? And then once I took it outside of that building, I started to flourish on my own. And that's, that's so I can say that's when things started to hit for me. Once I really dealt with all that pain you do, quote-unquote, experiences, and then saying, like, okay, the pain you do is over, and now you got to do your own thing. And then once I did my own thing, the niggas that thought I was I had to keep paying my dues were looking at me like, yo, you moving quick. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, y'all, y'all don't understand that this community is is going on. These people didn't recognize it. They were still following that whole, you know, uh, like three three verses and a hook shit. You know what I mean? So oh, like the the underground the what what hip hop has become through the internet, like this non mainstream media shit. It's, it's kind of beautiful, and I talk about this shit a lot with not just not just with artists, but just with anybody. It's like, dude, there are so many like very distinct sounds in hip hop, and I don't think I don't think it's ever been that this way, like on this scale, like because you're like you're talking about like these old like the old vanguard and something like they they had like such a structure to their shit, and it's like if you wasn't doing exactly what they thought was hot, they couldn't even see where you can go with it. You know, or how or how fast you could take it up. Um, who who's one of the first people in and maybe it wasn't even in a studio or just like in your life that was like, oh, like it's just like hard. Like um, you, you really got something. Oh, uh, uh, and uh, it's it's on a level that I believed it, and a level that seemed unconflicted. Because you got people that want you just to be a part of something that they got going on and things like that. And then it's hard to say whether or not that was a pure statement. But somebody that told me that, that made me feel like, oh, shit. Like, 
I gotta do this for real was um probably Thirst the House. That's the house fucking uh, Okay. Yeah. I freestyled not freestyle, but I just wrapped my ass up in front of him one time in Surface Projects and like in the in the night in the, in the middle of the night. Like niggas was all drinking all the old lollies all, all the bunch of shit and all he was just like he went he went back and kept telling people about me. Like it's one thing when somebody tells you that in front of you, like, yo, you one of my favorite now and all types of shit. It's different like, when you start hearing shit like, yo, this ain't like all it getting back to you. Yeah, like I, yeah. I was going, like they were like, oh, that's the one that Thurston talking about. Like, yo, nah, like I would go places, like for real. And they like, yo, Thurston, stop talking about you. And I'm like, nah, that's crazy. So that's really when I was like, holy shit, because like with Thurston, like he, 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 I'm not, he ain't like a, he's not like the most popular rapper, and neither am I. But at the same time, like he's one of the best rappers of all. Time. <laughs> exactly, like, it's one of the most talented. Available? He's one of the most talented rappers of all time. Exactly. That's what it boils down to. Like the shit that he got available, the John Dead Stealing and Brooklyn Hard Rock and all yeah. the all that he's done during those years, mm-hmm. even up to now. There's a lot of shit that he's did. It just stands for so much for me. Like without even without anything that I've contributed, I've I've came upon his shit and like felt like wow, like this shit is like something for me to just like absorb and I, I wouldn't even say duplicate, but like I learned from him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I took from that nigga for sure, being a low life and all that shit. Like, I, he, he's not one of the first people that I've seen doing it, because I live in Brooklyn, so I've seen that my whole life. But, like, low life the, yeah, but he was the face of it. And even even him putting me down and fucking seeing me in the barbecues and letting yeah. me know that, like, yo, you valid, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that was cool. So that's really where, where the encouragement comes in. And then behind, after him is Juju, because Juju from the beat nuts, he don't, he don't give his beats out to a lot of people, like, the last beat he gave out was for like fame MOP he told me. But he gave me two beats. And I lost one of them shits. And the one that I kept or the one that I was able to retrieve through a fucking email was the one that you heard on USA, which is called the Juju shit. But like, yo, that dude Juju, he made one for Ghostface. He made the theme song for the Supreme Clientele album, the Wu Tang Clan and Iron Man shit. He That's made a good. couple he made a couple beats, niggas don't know, you know what I'm saying? But the beats that he did, they won't. They made me feel like, I right, bet. So this nigga Juju is an accomplished producer, and he wants to fuck with me now. You got an accomplished rapper like uh, uh, Thurston Howard talking about he fucks with me. Then you got a nigga like Juju, who's a, a good rapper as well, but in general, like as a producer, it made me feel good that he wanted to give me beats because Psycho Less wasn't fucking with me. I was giving Psycho Less mad weed, bro. That nigga Psycho Less used to, <laughs> yo, I swear to God, son, this nigga used to be in the studio and he would be like, Nuggets? That's all he would say. Yo, you know, Psycho Less, you know what I'm, niggas know what I'm talking about. Anybody who did this interview that knows Psycho Lester knows exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, shout out to his brother, um, his brother, uh, Scuzz. Scuzz is a cool dude, man. Scuzz face. Yeah. yeah, Scuzz is cool, Birdo, but, um, you, you, you're saying like a lot of deep cut shit. It is going to be somebody that's like, yo, it's you telling yo. <laughs> I am. Somebody going to hear this and be like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Because this is his brother. This is my nigga. <laughs> Birdo, man, cool, bro. Birdo, a cool nigga. And, and I'm not saying Psycholess is not cool, but Psycholess, I gave that nigga so much weed around the time that I just started buying weed, buying quarters and halves and going to high school and selling it. And I'm talking about, I was sitting in the studios and just like, honorably paying my dues, give him weed. I would just put weed in the nigga's hand and he would smoke it and like, yo, I would get nothing out of it and fucking Juju didn't even smoke weed. That nigga, he was on some other shit, but like, 
he 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 would drink, and you know what I'm saying. He would be on some his own time that had nothing to do with weed, and he still was like, "Yo, I fuck with you. Like you remind me of me and shit like that." And I'm like, "Yo, no doubt. You know what I'm saying." So like that, the embrace that I got from him meant more because Juju didn't come around like that, and Juju's a real mean motherfucker. I seen this nigga Juju punch Himanchu from "That's Racist" in the face <laughs> in front of in front of Red Bull tracks. Yo, I'm serious. Yeah, that's what I'm that's crazy. Like. Real life, like this, and that's the thing is that, like, shout out, shout out to him, yo. Like, he, him, it's not, I'm not gonna say he and back down, but after he got knocked out, that nigga was hysterically running around, like, where's Juju? <laughs> Juju was out, but he had a bloody nose, those types of shit. Um, real shit, man. Anybody who's there knows what I'm talking about. That's uh, so crazy. It is what it is. I'm man. glad it's you came on the podcast. This is some funny shit that's happening right now. Because <laughs> nah, that's what I was gonna say, too, is that a lot of motherfuckers can't tell you these type of stories because they wasn't really around for that type it of shit. wasn't outside for that. Yeah, so, yeah, so for instance, nice. like, one thing that just came back around that kind of, like, re one, one thing that rebridged these uh, uh, experiences that I was having back then was when DJ Muggs released the album with my homie uh, Hologram Hugganati, Jay Steele. Okay, yeah. So Hologram is Mayhem's brother, and Hologram was around back then, and, like, he's somebody that I haven't, like, when it comes to that community, I haven't seen anybody since back then, and, 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 and since all those years. And he came back around and did that album, and a lot of people are like, who's this guy? I never heard of him before, but I'm like, not only have I heard of him, I went with this nigga to bars and watched him fuck up the fucking bounces, all types of shit. Like, <laughs> Hologram is crazy. Like, you listen to his music, he sounds crazy. He is crazy. Like, he's legit <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. That's wild. For real. For yeah. Real. Mm-hmm. Who, who's somebody, like, so you've mentioned a lot of, like, legends. You just yeah. said DJ Muggs. You're talking about Smoking weed with with Sean or giving weed to Sean Price, yeah. Fucking all, all all these people. It's like who? What the what the fuck is it? Because this is also seems like a very like you know like New York experience. Like other cities don't. I feel like don't really have that. Do you feel like? Do you feel like you just this is just some shit that w- would happen if you wasn't even a rapper? If you just was in the hood, it, or is it just some shit that like? comes with trying to be in the music industry, you think? I would say it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both? It's a little bit of both, but to be real with you, as a, as a young man, like, I was very much out there. Like, I was very much putting myself outside, like, making sure that I was in places where I knew other people would be because that's where I wanted to be. And, like, like, like in a way that it was, like, I didn't want to be a stagnant kid, so... I wouldn't go to school to be in the studio type of shit. I wouldn't go to high school. Like, I, I wouldn't go to class. I would I would sleep in the studio. I would fucking... I would put myself in places that meant more to me than anything else. And that was shit that had to do with music. So, like, wherever that fucking falls is That's wherever I is. end yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? For real. So, like, even if it didn't have to do with me being a rapper, like, I remember being a kid, let's say, and I'm from, like I said, I'm from the first street from Cooper Projects. I'm like, I went to Dorney Park, the, my whole, the whole hood, all Cooper went. But like, it wasn't really all the Cooper, it was just niggas on the block. So, cause that's what I'm saying, you see? I'm on the block. So you got a whole project and the projects multiplied by, you know what I'm saying, the apartments and as many floors on the apartments and 
out yeah. of all those people that live there, there's only really a, a select few people that are really going to my block and being on my block and operating on my block. That's just, it's really a select few. It's like a fucking basketball team yeah. out of a whole high school. You know what I'm saying? How many people yeah. play on the basketball team? That's as many people that was on that block out of everybody that was in those projects and all those people that was on the block were my friends since I was a kid. I was my father's son and motherfuckers knew me since I was a kid. I would be able to chill on that block. I would be able to be around the older niggas and like, I went to Donny Park with my block and we all went in the Joel Ortiz van because Joel Ortiz was popping off at the time. And he's from my block. So he had a big van that had a picture of his face when he was on Koch and had the fucking cover of fucking the Brick the Bodega Chronicles and shit. And like that alone, I'm like fucking 11 years old or some shit in, in the fucking, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the tour, it's not a tour bus, but it's like a fucking, it's a fucking van. Yeah. 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 So I'm in there with all these dudes from my block and these are just niggas from my block. But at the end of the day, we're in the the band for Joel Ortiz's music, who I was very familiar with at the moment. I already had his mixtape as a kid. Who the fuck is Joel Ortiz before anything, before he was on Aftermath, before when he just got, when he just won a fucking EA Sports contest, I was up on it because in my hood, we didn't have a lot of rappers. We only had this other dude named Living Proof that used to rap with um, Memphis Bleak. And he, he's another dude from my projects. And he used to be on Get Low Rockefeller Records, which was like an underground Rockefeller conglomerate. Yeah, like a little offshoot. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, like, I was always, even that, yo, and Get Low, GDK. He was GDK. You hear GDK on on crew tapes and shit like that. And um, GDK was my cousin Pito, rest in peace, was like one of his best friends. You know what I'm saying? I used to be around him as a kid. So, like, I was always around this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really from a neighborhood that is one of those neighborhoods where it's like you either rap or you fucking sell dope or, yeah, you know what I mean? You figure it out. Like, you just one, one way or another, yeah, yeah you got to figure it out. It's not, it's, it, ain't, and to, it ain't. And to figure it out, you got to be outside. Yeah, yeah. Even if you even if you get a fucking job in the coalition with construction, them motherfuckers ain't taking regular people. They, I used to be a, a kid like, yo, how come I can't get a job and niggas just come home and they're getting a good job in construction? And it's like, cause them niggas, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's some odd thing of like, once you're outside, like anything's available to you. You know what I'm saying? Like you really wasn't getting nowhere staying in the crib. So I just, yeah, I learned bro. that very fast. You know what I'm saying? I learned that quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there, what was that moment in this past 10 years or so? Or I guess since the very beginning. I also don't know how old you are. So I don't know. You saying 11 and shit. <clears throat> Going to Dorney Park. I don't know if that shit, that shit could have been fucking 15 years ago could have been 20 years ago but what was the point in this shit where you felt like you was close to like throwing a towel or like doing some other shit um i don't know i guess you could say when i was with my kid's mother because at that time like i was under another impression of life where it was like Rap wasn't paying the bills at that moment, and like other things were, you know what I'm saying? Whether it was like hustling and working at the same time and shit like that. Like, I was doing whatever the fuck I could, and like at that time, I didn't know what I was worth. I didn't know what I was worth because I wasn't around um, anybody else that was able to prove to me that I could do this for real, you know what I'm saying? Is this, like, bef- is this before or after the Japan trip you were talking about? Uh, you could say this was before and after because the first Japan trip I I took with my kid's mother and I could see my kid in Japan, so it's it's funny. 
she actually even bought me the ticket out there. She bought me the ticket out there. And once she did, like, a bunch of people just started facilitating shows and all types of shit. It got crazy. But um, around that time, I'm not, it's not that I wanted to quit. But you could say I did quit because I was doing rap very part-time. Like, the Bullet Collection took me, like, a fucking year to make. Like, more than... I was making albums like a rapper that was signed. Like, it was taking me so long. And I thought that that was norm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. Like, that was because I was fucking arguing just to go to the studio. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. just to get just to get into the studio. I have to explain myself to this woman who was not fond of me leaving the house and going to the studio because she believed that I was up to something else. Mm-hmm. And... You know what I'm saying? You got to prove to her you're in the studio. I'm in the studio. You got to come back with music and shit. Okay, you know, yeah. You know? Eating into your time to even go over there is just fucking lead up like this fight or whatever. Exactly. It's just waiting to happen type of shit. So it's just like, you know what, man? Your best bet is to just do it when the time is good for you. And that shit used to just practically never happen. You know what I'm saying? I will make a song. Bro, you don't even know. But then like, me and Y kind of like got into a point once I left that relationship that we we ourselves started making music a lot quicker. Like we just started like kicking shit out because we did low season between me being in the relationship, kind of like in the in the beginnings of me getting into that relationship. But like after me and him did low season, even that slowed down. Like that shit took forever. That slowed down. Just everything slowed down at that point. But like once I took myself away from that situation where it was like. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not out here rapping because I'm not with my kid's mother. But not being with my kid's mother gives me more time to myself. Where it was like, I well, can rap. Yeah, that's somebody that like supports. You know, not just not even not even to treat it like because you can't always treat the thing as you want to do like a dream. You got to. It's it's work at the end of the day. You know? Yeah, yeah, it is. It might not the check. The check might not come on Friday for it, but it's it's building to something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But as you get older, you learn that like, and even me right now, bro. I keep it real with you. I I understand like, women just want to feel like fucking. They don't got to worry. You know what I mean about yeah. you. And at the end of the day, like this rap shit is a risk. But with the risk comes with the reward. But a, a, a lot of a lot of people in general, it's not even a woman. Like people ain't gonna see that shit. People don't see what you have bubbling up until the shit like, I had. A, I had an ex for when I first started going by Sweet Dog, and when I wanted yeah. to start a podcast, she was like, "That's dumb as shit." <laughs> she was like, that's, "She was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life." She's like, "Sweet Dog." That's she's like. First off, that's a horrible name. She said that's gay. And then she said, and then she said that like what she's like, what is a podcast? Who would listen to that? And to be honest, for a long time, nobody did. I'm not even gonna act like I remember. I used to like send. I used to text this shit to every number of my phone, and then people were like, "Yo, bro, I fucks with it." And then I go on SoundCloud to see how many people listen, and it'd be like two people. And I was like, "All right, you know." And I'd even say this show means it's still nothing. To be honest, I'm kind of doing this shit for me. You know, talking to people I want to talk to. Or, Hanging. If that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta do a lot of shit for yourself. 
You do, man. You know why? Because at the end of the day, when you don't do things for yourself and you do it for other people, you fucking... Your, your time isn't necessarily being invested the right way because other people... I've, I, I've tried to fucking put myself in other people's, like, uh, street team and things like that. Or whatever. And, bro, even the dumb niggas right now aren't even rapping like that. So it's like, what was that effort worth? I could have been spending that time on my own shit. And instead, I was trying to fucking help somebody else help get their shit out there. They don't even really give a fuck anymore. Yeah, bro, you know what I mean? So but you, you just you just always got to find yourself in... You just always got to find yourself in a position where you put in really all the chips on you and nothing on anybody else. And if you are going to put it on somebody else, let that still be a reflection to you. So, like, if it's not me, it's my, my nigga YL. If it's not YL, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I put my chips on Davino. I put my chips on Mac. I put my chips on, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that I definitely put my chips on, but all those people are a reflection of myself. And if it ain't about that, it ain't about shit, bro, because... How'd you, uh, how'd you meet YL? Sorry to interrupt you. Mm-mm. It's all good. I'm a while at a house party, fucking selling weed. Um, I was selling weed in the house. <laughs> nah, for real, I was selling weed, and he came up to me. He needed a dub, and I gave him the dub. And he was like, "This ain't a dub." And I was like, "So give it back." <laughs> he was like, "Nah, we cool." And then he gave me the dub. And then, like after that, I was just like, "Who's that kid?" And then, like my my boy was like, "Nah, that's his kid. Why else that he makes music?" And then I ended up making music with his boy mid, and then like he was just a, a third degree of separation that ended up just we, the ice broke quick, and then. Yeah. We ended up making one, and you know what I'm saying. One song turns into like I'm riding the bike over the fucking Williamsburg Bridge every day, and I'm going to this house, and we're just working on making music, or we're listening to music, or we was always yeah. doing something, listening to Twami beats. You know what I'm saying? We was always yeah. doing something. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like he's like one? Of, would you consider consider him like a, a true like creative partner? Absolutely, he's yeah. just one. That's definitely. But I went to Japan with the man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's my dude. What was that like going to Japan? Going to Japan the first time was like a fucking. I think it was like when you play like Donkey Kong or something, and you end up in like some secret fucking, like a, you know what I'm talking about, like the secret little thing where all the bananas are, yeah, yeah, get, yeah. like all in front of you, like yeah, yeah, Japan like that. Like I was going out there, and it's crazy because one thing about Japan, or the thing about Japan, is that like they're very much ahead of the American race. So like, with that, with that said, like you you go to Japan. And you see the things that they're up to, and it just makes you feel like we got to do better. I came back and I just was mad sorry for like everything. I was just like, damn, motherfuckers don't don't clean outside. I wasn't littering. I wasn't doing none of that shit. I came back with a whole new mind state. But like, that was because that's how they are in Japan. Now another thing about Japan being ahead of themselves is that like the motherfuckers fucked with me and YO before anything. Nigga, I didn't get one show in New York before I got a show in Japan. That's I got insane. Booked- you understand what I'm saying? I had to get booked across the fucking world before anybody really fucked with me in my own town. Yeah, a 20-hour difference. Yeah, but that's Japan being ahead of themselves. Where it's like, all right, well, if they fucked with me back then, then I, not that I should have known, but like that was a good. I don't. There's no way. There's no way to know some shit like that. Especially like it's like who would you even know to Japan and tell you some shit like that? The internet's a crazy thing, bro. Because once. Yeah. My 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 BMs used to ask me like, "Yo, would you ever go? Like, would you go? Like, if if you woke up and I had a flight for you, would you just get on the fucking plane and go?" Because my BMs knew that like, I wouldn't do that to myself. I wouldn't take my money and buy a fucking flight to Japan because I'm just I don't think like that. But she was just like, she knows like I used to talk about that shit so much that she's I gotta get this thing out there. And like, there was kids that followed me 
from Japan that was fucking with the music that I had on the internet. And like, she, I think she even like went in my fucking page and hit them up. Also, I'm like, yo, if I buy him a ticket, can you, can you help him around town? And they were like, we'll book shows for him. That's, that's crazy. What, yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> cause she only booked the flight for me. That shit got so crazy. She was like, nah, now I gotta go. <laughs> and then she booked the whole flight. And then we went together. But, like, that wasn't the plan. The plan was she was just spending my ass up there. Because she was like, nigga, you got to live. Because, like, she met me and she already knew, like, there was no way I was going to put my ass in Japan. I was a real hood fucking kid that didn't think that that was even really possible. And then once she, like, once she, like, made me realize that the, she's the type of girl that done jumped out of airplanes. Like, I don't even like roller coasters. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. In my, I'm, I'm in my head. So, I, I'll be in my head about being on a plane for 18 hours and oh, I'll never do that. But then once you once you buy the ticket and you got my name on that, I ain't going to waste your time and shit. I'm going to that yeah. plane. So, that's what happened. I went out there and, like, we went out there, let's say, and shit was cool. I, I did a show or two. The shit was packed, no doubt. But then when I went the second time with Wild and his brother and my other boy and yo bro we was deep out there and we was doing shows and people really knew us for real for real like it was just crazy like in japan you get treated like a fucking beetle just for being like semi-famous on the internet you don't even got because the, those people live on their phones you know what i'm saying so they really know who you are they're gonna see you a hundred times yeah for being good at what you do yeah like they yo bro i'm telling you motherfuckers that don't even have instagram like, niggas came up to me, oh, you stalker, took a picture of me, and I still haven't seen that picture. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm like, nah, this niggas, these niggas weren't even on the internet. Like, they were just taking pictures with me. Like, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. But you know what it is, though? I think it is about their culture, because they have, and I don't, I don't know how much, I, how much this means to you, because you live, you live up in one of the biggest cities, or next to the biggest city, I guess in North America, but a lot of the U.S. is built in such a way where, like, it kind of keeps people away from their own their own interests, things that they might like or things that they might want to do, like like hobbies or passions or some, yo, shake, chill the fuck out. Like, something, something to do, but, like, they have so much of their life, like, within, like, a 15, 30-minute walk, it's like, if you like rap music, you got the time in your day, you're not spending two hours on a train to go to work or like most of the country driving like I, and Philly and Philly has like good public transit kind of like I spend most of my time driving every day like dude, I had a job where I was driving like five six hours a day and that's to do like plumbing so like imagine like if like if that's most of the people around here and like you can't even figure out what type of shit you really like if that makes any sense how you gonna? How you gonna like look inward to yourself when you're driving? Act, like you could listen to a, a little bit of music, but what the fuck? Is, how are you really gonna search for shit? How you gonna like, follow, like you're saying, follow a nigga Instagram and be like, oh, he seen, it's motherfucker seen cool. You know, if you want I ninety five. Yeah, know. nah, you you can't do it. I used to be a, I used to water trees for fucking all of Brooklyn. I used to have to be in the car all day, and I used to have to be. Like literally popping up on trees, watering them, digging a hole around the tree, making the, making sure the roots were good, watering and watering, like all types of shit, dude, scanning them. And like when doing that, that was around the same time that I was releasing music. And like the only thing I could do is bump like the raw is fly god or like 
don't get scared now. Like, that was when that shit was dropping. All I could do was go on SoundCloud, play the whole thing, and keep it moving. I really couldn't be on the internet. I couldn't, I couldn't, like, uh, like, like, uh, I could, I, there, there was, there was, I enjoy, you really could, like, you couldn't really jo- enjoy anything, it sounds like. Nah, you could, of course not. You're working and shit like that, just in general, working. And I'm, I'm, I'm a working nigga from young. Like, not that I was working from young, but I put myself in, I had a kid at young, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Homegirl wasn't really too cool with me, just out there selling drugs, so she wanted me to be out there getting the job, and I did it, I didn't mind, and then after that, I was just like, I kept the job, because I just, the money was too good. I was like, I I, I realized, like, I could work and hustle, and not really lose any, like, I, I wasn't skipping a beat, like, I had time to do anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was, I was like, no, Yo, it makes it, it don't take all that long, you know, you just schedule it out. I had niggas beating me at work, all types of shit, so it was all good, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was figuring things out, but, like, um, that shit doesn't necessarily progress me in my practices. So, like, yo, real shit, bro, none of this shit. Because even, even as a fucking construction worker, I ended up getting myself into management. But I was just, I wasn't even working. I was just making sure motherfuckers was being safe. I had a harness on. No type of, I would walk around the building, make sure niggas was doing whatever the fuck they, they said they was going to do. Or else if they didn't, then it would cost the, the boss more money because he they was just jerking off. And, and, you know what I'm saying, taking the budget, all types of shit like that. And, like. That that consumed me, my, you know what I'm saying? Like, my life was whatever the fuck I did for majority of the day. And then I realized that, like, you're not what you say you are. You are what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, like, I could say I'm anything, but at the end of the day, I am what I do. And I was a fucking construction worker. I was a fucking, I was, I was, I was not following my dreams, straight up. Like, I was yeah. not doing that. And then once this COVID shit happened, bro, it was like bows against the wall. You got to figure out right now. What you gonna do because there's not there's not even work available. They taking work away from niggas. They fucking you gotta get a vaccine and all types of shit. And like with all that being said, I had to really like get business savvy, which I always was. And that's the thing about this rap shit. Like if you're not a hustler, like if you're not, and I and I mean that to the core. Like be and and I'm not saying like oh a street nigga, but like in general, like bro, I know hustlers. I know niggas that sure, bro. They get anything. They get anything, bro. I've seen niggas sell travel kits for, for for fucking airplanes like oh it comes with a little toothpaste it comes with a little toothbrush it comes with a fucking q-tip this that look niggas got a whole box of them shit they selling them out of their truck the next day they selling fucking sweaters the next day they selling i can't even consider these niggas boosters these are just hustle niggas that just pop just, up uh, yeah just hustlers you know niggas in the hood like that you know what i'm saying down to the niggas that sell be, fucking like no yeah cologne. You know what I'm saying? Mixtape niggas, cologne niggas, mixtape niggas ain't around like that no more. Figure, you know what I'm saying? But like, figure it the fuck out. Just anything. Yeah, bro. Anything. White tea niggas. Pop up. Make sure you pull up in the barbershop. Yo, you got white yeah, tea. Yeah. On the show, whatever. Nigga the nigga, Tuesday nigga might have car for sale. Thursday nigga might have sneaks. You already know, bro. But these niggas always got a good haircut. They always on top of the game. Bro, you don't know what they do for a living. They like Tommy <sighs> fucking Martin and shit like that. But like yeah. these niggas is... Hustlers, this rap shit is like that. Like, if you're not a hustler, if you're not a, if you're not a think outside the box nigga, because drugs sell themselves. So I can't tell you like, oh, you got to be a drug dealer to be in this rap shit. That's not true. Drugs selling drugs is easy. If you're not a, a, a fucking creative nigga, if you don't got it in your mind to find new ways to convince other people that they need to spend money with you, then you're fucked. That's the bottom line, bro. There's nothing yeah. out here for you because this shit is. It's like that. It's like. Think about back in the days when fucking Newport was like everywhere you look on some like with the fucking you would go to the deli and there'd be like a picnic picture of people yeah, picture, like, yeah, with a pizza and shit and everybody smiling for some reason. 
Exactly. It had nothing yeah. to do with smoking cigarettes. You practically didn't see a cigarette in one person's mouth. But that in itself, that that psychosomatic, like, like, like tricking you into do, into like involving yourself into something. Like, if you can't do that on this internet shit, I'm telling you, my man, you fuck because there's a lot of white noise and there's a lot of you're you're up against a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit that is being thrown in people's faces. A lot of safe cheese, digital shade room, and all yeah, these yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, like you know that. Especially with music, because, like, I'm going to be honest, and, I don't, and I'm not really somebody who doesn't dislike mainstream rap music, pop music, like the Drake and 21 shit came out. I like some of the songs on there. I'm not, like, a complete old head where, like, shit come on. I'm like, no, I can't fuck with that. Ain't no, like, no shit like that. But it's like, you do, like, run across some shit where you'll be like, what the fuck is this? Because, like, some of that shit is so manufactured in a way. It's like, well, the only reason I'm hearing this is because somebody paid a lot of money somewhere. Exactly. For and, me to hear this shit. What do you got to combat against that? I'm not interested. And then the shit still pops up. So, what? you know what it's I'm saying? Like, po- yeah. I do that. That's I, I, I'll be honest. I'm not interested. Why are you not interested? Because I'm not. I don't like it. Oh, you think it's inappropriate? No, just not interested. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, I click that button a lot on YouTube and shit. Yeah, because that's what I'll be thinking. I'll be like, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm like, damn, like, if I think I got a shot in hell against all these niggas spending money on this shit, all this fucking, you know what I'm saying? This hyperactive advertisement of bullshit, bro. It's bullshit. It gets it's crazy. To the point that, you know what I'm saying? And then when somebody does find my shit, they're like, oh my God, like, yo, I seen a nigga comment on the fucking last video I dropped by L that he said, yo, the algorithm works. I love this song. And I never heard of y'all niggas. And I'm just like, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't pay nobody to do that shit. So if that shit ended yeah, up... No, bull- no bullshit. Like, because when I had Davino on, I had Davino on like a couple months ago and I came out to the show because I kind of just started following certain groups of rappers, like a lot of shit in Lynn, Massachusetts, but even shit in New York, like with you and Theravada and some of these other guys who like, I don't even really know if all those guys are from up there, but like I'd be seeing them around shit like that. And it's like, to be honest, sometimes I run into somebody, sometimes you run into some shit on the internet, you're like, who the fuck is this? Like, like, honestly, because it'll be like, ain't like the views pop up off the screen. It's not like the Instagram follows are up. It's, it might not. Sometimes some of these fucking artists don't even post that much music for you to be like, they hitting you over the head with it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does, because I'm like that. You go on my page, and you can't really... You, you can't, can't really... Yeah, like... Honestly, even a lot of your shit's not on... You don't really have a lot of shit on streaming. Like, compared to what I what I think you... The music that, like, you talk about and the shit, all this shit you've done, it's like, a lot of that shit's not... Yeah, you're not going to go to Spotify and see every project that you got. Like, you're not... I go. I keep the, the certain things. I keep like that too. I ain't gonna try to. I think, I think. I think that's good for the culture. I think it's good because I've been. I've been realizing, and I think it may have started because I was asking that nigga, uh, true, one of the true cipher niggas at the sh- at that show at the cookout. I was like, when did this shit really start kicking off? We real quick. I was just asking like little bullshit questions because you know we just like I'm just now. It's people I've been talking to on the internet that I ain't really never get a chance to meet because we live in different mm-hmm. cities and there's COVID and shit. Cause he's supposed to come on the podcast and I'm asking, I'm like, he's like, yo, once COVID hit and I just was like, fuck it. I'm just going to start doing this shit. Like it, like it's my only thing to do. Um, and I, and I think it, I think it created a, a great workplace for a lot, a lot of artists and rappers like, like yourself, like true cypher, like, uh, 
the niggas up in Lynn, Massachusetts, like you guys did curb candy in what was that, 2021? Yeah, 2020, it probably might have released in 2021, but we might have did it in 2020 type of shit, but yeah, curb candy. Like, yeah. You know, like, and then that shit just opens up this whole this whole other world of uh good rap music. Which you know, a, a nigga a nigga watch that video, watch the other joint you did with Nack, not even know that you friends with this nigga hologram who's beating niggas the fuck up at you know, whatever barrio was at. It's weird how that shit works. Yeah. And you're not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna tell you that like you might see that we follow each other, whatever the fuck, but, like, this internet shit, like, I don't follow everybody back and shit like that. Like, I'm very much, like, brand aware. Like, I'm aware of, like, who my brand costs, like, you know what I'm saying, who it meshes with. And, like, in general, like, if I follow somebody, trust me. Even if I don't got a picture with them, I know I probably, there's an 80% chance that I know them for real. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you know people for real, yeah. Yeah, and even then, like, for, for the people that I follow and the people that I don't follow, I might follow like three hundred and something people. You think I know? You think that's as many? I know more people than three hundred people. I know a lot of people. I'm just unfollowing yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? But there are certain people that it's like, yeah, man. You if if you just start going off like, oh, what about this person, bro? It's, I probably got a story. You know what I'm saying? And baby, hopefully it's a good story because sometimes I'll be having not the not the best stories about people. But you like I said, like I've learned in this rap game, like when you when you're not interacting with real people and shit like that, this shit could go left and like. That's the shit that I could say once again that it's like, oh, you don't like the game that you're playing right now, but this is the game that you involved yourself with. These are the people that you wanted to put yourself in the same, you know what I'm saying, stage with and things like that. And like all of that shit could get messy because a lot of people ain't necessarily coming from the same place as you. Like at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't want to like, uh, I don't want to lose what I got going on in this rap game because I really love this shit and I know what I could be doing outside of this rap shit could make me more money. But at the end of the day, bro, I love this shit and I feel like if it wasn't for this, I'd probably lose my fucking mind. So because of that, I, I find myself tolerating a lot of shit that I'm not used to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, when, I was, when I was at the show, because... Uh... When I was at the show, you did a cut. You did a couple of drinks. Did like I don't know, twenty five minutes. It felt like yep, twenty five, twenty five minutes, thirty minutes or some shit. Mm -hmm. It was it was one it was one song that I like again. I didn't know. I didn't really know that much about you, but this shit it was like growing up on a block or whatever. Oh yeah, that's like song. I was like I was like niggas don't got rap about this. Like you could just you could you could say a lot of stuff and not have to actually be real but a part of making shit good for yourself is like being yourself yeah I'm, I'm, meet, I'm meeting my uncle again he just came home from the fight I ain't seen this nigga in years yes I'm being reintroduced to him exactly being re yeah. he, ain't, he hasn't seen me since I was a baby exactly that's, that's some real shit and I don't know like and again sometimes like I don't be wanting to judge a lot of different stuff that happens, I guess, publicly in the music industry, or type of shit that, or type of personas 
that people have to put on to make money. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people is just doing shit to make money. You can't really be, you can't knock all of it. It's like, whether it be like being too cool or, you know, being like these characters, but being vulnerable is like important. Like, at some point, you don't gotta be, you know, like that Kevin Gates uh, quote, like, he's like, I don't really trust nobody that's like a thug all the time. <laughs> he's like you like this. You like you like this everywhere, nigga. Right? You don't got a you don't got a mother. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you. Yeah, tell, you, you like this like with this. your kids, like with, right. your, with your wife. Like that's that don't it really it really doesn't make any sense. But it, I don't know. Anyways, that that shit that that shit during the set, which is like that shit was months ago. I don't even really have that many good videos of the shit. But like the the shit that I heard in the in those snippets is like no, nah, this is like real shit. He said, "If I see, if I see you trying to get money on my native block, I'm pulling the trigger." And right. I, I, that's funny as shit. That's real. That's something that's real. That's funny as shit. Right. I catch you. Wild thing to say to somebody. You understand? I catch you trying to make money on my native block. I'm gonna pull the trigger. Some shoot a bargain. So you know I'm close to the keys, like I live in Key Largo. <laughs> For real, like it's, it, get, it could, it could get like that. <laughs> Get like that, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these, a lot of these cats are very much like coke rap and this and that. And it's like, what about yeah. when it gets competitive on your block, nigga? What do you do? Yeah, you, yeah. Friend, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to, I'm about to let it go from long range, like the final seconds in the game. Right, put your sleep with the hollows, Ichabod Crane, blood flowing yeah. through the drain. I'm not good in hell, like I stole Lucifer chain. <laughs> oh my god, I love rap music, man. I'm also a little drunk on soldier right now. Man, that's all good, bro. Yeah. Nah, cause it's funny, like I like I don't know. Like I'll be feeling like cause it was a it was a period of time where I stopped fucking with rap music a lot. Cause it was seeming like every like especially in my city in Philly. Like shit was r- really corny for a little bit. Cause all the old heads started like mostly smoking dust again and being fucked up, like not being able to like stay out of jail. And there wasn't really a lot of good rappers here. So then, like, but then it was, like, anything that was on the radio, like, was just, like, I guess just Young Jeezy. And I fuck with Jeezy. I fuck with Southern rappers. It's just, like, it didn't feel like something I could, like, I understood. Like, they the way they live down there, that's, like, too far. But to be honest, it, when uh, Rock Marciano dropped uh, Marsburg, uh, it really changed a lot for me. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that shows that shows that shows important. I think I, I think for the type of music I like. Anyways, we've been going at this shit for like a little bit over an hour. You got anything uh you wanna like plug or whatever? You know? I mean shit. You already if you if you made it this far on this shit, you already know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Because on the real like who the fuck gonna listen to me talk for an hour that doesn't know who I am. This shit was I mean? this shit was hilarious. I ain't gonna hold this. Nah, I appreciate it, bro, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Shout out to you. I appreciate you for giving me the, you know what I'm saying, the, the air time. Man. This is it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Thanks, bro. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Door's always open, too, if you ever feel like talking shit or shooting shit. Yeah, you know. bro, absolutely. You can, you can fucking, we can, you know, we can build again. I know you're going to be popping up at the shows and this and that. I'm trying to get a show for you. I'm trying to. Yo, it would be crazy if you did a show for you. Yeah, man, I'm trying. trying to I'm working on a lot. I come yeah. back up to I come back up to New York for sure. I come to Brooklyn for a show. 
Well, yeah, no, the Brooklyn shows, the Brooklyn shows, them shit's coming in my hand. Like, I don't even gotta really look at them shit. It's really the more out of state shit. I like to travel. I just came back from Kansas City. So, there's just shit like that where it's just like, whatever I could do to, to, to get a show popping in your neighborhood, wherever it, I'm trying to do it. Billy's definitely one of them places that I ain't getting popping in yet. So, you're gonna, you, you should see me out there hopefully by 2023. Oh, yeah, for real. I hope so. All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate it again. Absolutely, bro. Thank you.